0: Welcome to another episode of Tory Talks. In today's episode, Sam is back with Councillor Ian Fisher to discuss their opinion on the death penalty and the subject of how many genders there are off the back of Sam's most recent blog post. As always, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tory Talks. I'm Sam, this is...
1: Hello, I'm Ian.
0: And uh, we are doing um, two subjects today, which is not lockdown related, you'll be pleased to know, but they're two um, relatively controversial subjects that we thought would be an interesting watch or listen whilst you are on lockdown. Um, So the first is going to be the death penalty. (coughs) And the second is going to be the subject of gender and identification.
1: Two very difficult subjects for me to skirt around.
0: (laughs) So we'll see how this goes.
1: This is a good job this is going out live. That's all I'll say, and it can be edited (laughs) before I get myself into too much trouble.
0: I'm in control of the editing, so how much do you like? (laughs) Okay, so the first one we're going to talk about is the death penalty. So. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's get started. Um, I think the reason we wanted to discuss this is because it comes up quite a lot and it's used as a bit of a political tool. We've obviously got Priti Patel who has in the past hinted that she's in favour of uh, possibly bringing back the death penalty, um, and so we thought it'd be an interesting subject um, to to discuss and explore. So, Ian, would you like to kick us off?
1: Well, it is a subject. It's strange, actually, because although it hasn't been on the political agenda for quite some time, um, everybody still has an opinion on it. It's something that it's very difficult to get people's opinion, I think, quite a lot. I mean, most people I think I know quite well, um, I probably don't know their opinion on the death penalty because I think a lot of people are maybe scared to talk about it. Um, uh, I'll put it right out there, um, uh, there and now. I'm probably in favour of a death penalty. Um, uh, I think it's quite strange there are so many countries that have the death penalty around the world but varying different degrees and so it's difficult to talk about it is oh yes I want that I don't want that you know some have it for minor trivial crimes and some um, uh, uh, some have it only for crimes that won't happen once every um, you know once every generation Um, I think as a penalty as a punishment that it should exist yes what about you?
0: Um, I, I've always had an opinion that we should have it and it would act as the ultimate deterrent and, um, but I'm now a little bit cautious and it's going to sound ridiculous, but because I watched, uh, The Making of a Murderer and how even with evidence and DNA and stuff like that, there is still that room for, for error. Um, and so I, I, I still have the opinion, I think, but. I would, it's not an opinion I'm comfortable with having. So I do think that there should be an ultimate deterrent. Um, Also, this is going to sound ridiculously cold, but there's a massive cost factor when it comes to someone being in prison um, and capacity situation as well. So there's all these things that you've got to think about. Um, For the most dangerous people in UK, it costs. It can cost us up to eighty thousand pounds a year to keep them imprisoned in high security prison. And if these, if these people have committed the most abhorrent crimes, um,
1: is good it, word by the way. Pardon. Good word by the way.
0: Abhorrent. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I'm not sure whether it is worth us taking the taxpayers' money to spend eighty thousand pounds keeping keeping people alive that are in a high-security prison that are never going to be released because they're too dangerous to the, the public. So it's kind okay, of what I find. Mean, I, then,
1: I then, that, that, that that's quite strange. Like, you surprised me, actually. One, um, uh, I probably knew you were slightly in favour of the death penalty. I'm surprised at some of your reasons. Um, I find it strange. Certainly, I don't think that cost should never come into it. So you shouldn't have a death penalty just because it's cheaper than the alternative uh you sound more callous than me there which is, quite which is quite surprising oh it's cheaper to put somebody to death than it is to keep them in prison for 60 years that that shouldn't be to me that shouldn't be the reason and it shouldn't be a reason for uh overcrowding either but my main uh difference to you and you've used the words twice already um uh is deterrent you'd use it as the ultimate deterrent whereas I wouldn't use it as a deterrent at all. I personally, I don't think it is a deterrent. Um, uh, uh, If it was a deterrent, the countries that used it wouldn't use it because nobody would do those crimes. Um, uh, It is to me, and this is where the right wing part of me comes in, it's the ultimate punishment. And to me, um, uh, I have a massive difference between um, uh, punishment and deterrent. My personal opinion is that... uh, if you commit a crime, you should be punished um, uh, rather than, I understand the deterrent, um, I suppose that may be even a different episode, but certainly I wouldn't, I would, I look someone in favor of the death penalty, but not as a deterrent as the ultimate punishment. Um, uh, And I believe that there are certain crimes that are serious enough that it should be used for, consider that um it's interesting what do you think do do you really think it acts as a deterrent is there any evidence that says it is a deterrent
0: well no i haven't seen it i i haven't found any evidence to suggest there is a deterrent um but i think i think it shows a clear message that it's a country that believes in law and order we've been criticized um as a country for being quite soft on crime. And we're the party that's supposed to be tough on crime. Um, and over the years, we've made some mistakes in the party with, you know, showing that maybe our concentration hasn't necessarily been on crime. And we're trying to, to change that. And I think that that would also send a clear message that we mean business. If you don't want to um, be part of a society where we believe in law and order and we believe in you know, public order, um, then this is going to be the you know the the, the chain of of uh, of um, uh, what what is the word I'm looking for of of punishment and it, it's that kind of ultimate the ultimate price and this is, it's not necessarily that if someone commits a crime they they're going to be deterred initially from the death penalty but if you see it as a whole picture and the death penalty is included in that then that's going to put the fear of God into some others i think to make it realize that actually we are as a whole package and a whole country we're
1: really serious on crime yeah i mean i find it quite strange it's quite strange actually that we've got a, a, a similar opinion on this because we do have a different opinion on lots of things which is yeah. a bad thing um, uh, it's it's a really difficult one um, i don't necessarily look at the countries that have it and want to be like those countries yeah. so um uh 60 of the world's population live in countries that um, uh, have the death penalty. Um, it's actually quite a long list of countries. Obviously, most Islamic countries have the death penalty, which do account for a massive portion of that number. Um, both India and China have the death penalty, which um, obviously are uh, huge countries populations with huge, countries with huge populations. Um, interestingly, um, countries which also have it, which you'd consider to be more like Western democracies, mm. um, uh, are Japan and South Korea. And Japan is actually quite high on the list of um, countries that actually use the death penalty as well. There's a lot of countries that have the death penalty that don't actually use it. So, it's, so maybe it is as a, as a deterrent or maybe it is just still on their statute book and they just haven't got rid of it. But Japan... Um, uh, according to uh, Wikipedia, um, uh, used the death penalty 15 times last year, um, which well, is about, about, eighth or ninth, it's about eighth or ninth on the list. But the only non-Islamic country ahead of that was was the United States. Um, uh, obviously, there, there's still quite a few states. But in interestingly enough, um, I'd say that most people probably wouldn't consider countries like Japan and South Korea had the um, uh, had the death penalty because most people. Now, and and this is just it, I don't know, do Western democracies not have the death penalty because they don't think it's the dumb thing? Um, It's quite strange, I was trying to look at when a lot of countries abolished the death penalty, and it does seem to be um, uh, around about the time when um, uh, there was a lot more focus on uh, human rights, on gender rights, on equality, um, uh, around about the 50s and 60s. You know, up till the 50s and 60s, a lot of Western democracies still had the death penalty. Hmm. Um uh, and then uh, and then it tended to get rid of them. I don't know when the year was when we got rid of ours. I think, I it, think was it was the late 50s or early I 60s. I think it was 63 um, or 65, I think, if I can
0: remember rightly.
1: Yeah. Or I, And lots of things and lots of things were changed around there. You know, if we bear in mind, it was only 60 years ago, but still it was very it was a very unequal society. Hmm. Um uh And really, since then, it hasn't really been anybody's agenda. I don't know of any countries that's brought it back that didn't have it before. Um, uh, uh, So I think it's one of those things that it's almost become non-politically correct to say that you are in favour, which is why so many... I doubt there's many politicians... You've mentioned Priti Patel. I doubt there's many politicians that either of us can think of that were that you've that you know of that have actually come out and said they're in favor of the death penalty well, i don't think that's because they're not there aren't many that aren't in favor i think that's more along the lines is that they're too scared to say
0: but it's it's interesting because the media tend to uh use it as this you know oh look how cold-hearted that person is because they believe in the death penalty but if you actually look at the yougov um uh, polling of what the British public think, more people are in favour of it, of bringing it back, than are against it. And then if you look at the specific crimes, so they go into specific crimes, 58% are in support of um, the death penalty when it comes uh, when it's uh, murder as part of a terrorist act, and only 32% are against it. Um, multiple murders, 57%. Murder of a child, 53% are in favour of it. So... It, more people who have part, admittedly participated in these these polls, um, so it's not. But the percentage more people are in favour of bring the death penalty back than they are about Brexit.
1: And that's strange actually because believe it or not, it's probably one of those questions which some people answered negatively because they thought the, the, they, they thought of the negative perception against it. So that number is probably higher than that. <laughs> Oh, I agree. A, bit like, a, bit, a, a bit like when you ask who's going to vote Conservative in a poll before a general election. Less people say they're going to vote Conservative and actually end up voting Conservative. Um, hence the term secret Conservative. So I should imagine those numbers are higher. And that, that's actually surprised me. I didn't know those numbers. You've actually surprised me. Um, which, which then um, makes it even more interesting that it hasn't actually been on the political agenda at all. Um, uh, I don't believe in any country for decades. For, for for decades, mm-hmm. um, uh I, I know you started oh. off this by saying about miscarriages of justice, um, and obviously people can always point to those, but, you know, miscarriage of justice, um, you might lock somebody up for forty years, for fifty years, all their all their years of their life. That's probably a bigger is just as big a miscarriage of justice as it is if you um, uh, if you put somebody to death. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I think it's gone of the times when we, I I believe it. You, for some countries, used to see that it was a sign of a mature society that they actually abolished the death penalty. Um, uh, I'm not too sure how that stands. Um, uh, I do. You know, we've all seen or we've all heard of terrible situations where perhaps people and I know that they've, they've had a problem with this in the States, where perhaps people that they're put into the death penalty have suffered awful um uh, uh awful pain throughout the um uh throughout whatever it is whether it be electrocution or what um and that that shouldn't happen and that should be bad am i am i against that i'm not too sure that i am um i'm not too sure that i am uh i know america has had problems recently because a lot of the drugs that are used in the last few years a lot of the drugs that are actually used in um uh the process are actually manufactured in the eu and uh, the EU have a rule that you're not allowed to export those drugs if you know they might be used for um uh, for these purposes. Okay. So um uh, so it's actually becoming, but then I understand why the European Union are doing that, but actually by doing that, they're actually making the situation worse rather than better because that means that states in the in America that do have the death penalty haven't a resort to the perhaps less uh. Less better options, the the less pain free options um, uh, than what they were before, because countries like the European Union won't um, uh, sell them on purely um, uh, principled grounds. Um, so I can understand that um, a brave person would bring this on the political agenda. I can't see. Could you ever see this coming on the agenda? Well, Do you now, ever see any party being brave enough to bring
0: this on the agenda? The only way it could be done is if it was done via a referendum, because I've actually thought about this in the past, um, and it would, if it was a referendum, I genuinely believe the British public would vote in favour of it, and that's the only way that you could then justify bringing it back. Um But it's like, I I just want to clarify the whole cost situation because it did make it sound as if I was just purely looking at the numbers. But callous, yeah. Yeah, because I did say it in quite a callous way. But if you think about, I'm trying to think of the worst people who we've got in prison, uh, well, she's dead now, but Myra Hindley. If you were to say to the British public, we were spending £80,000 a year keeping that woman alive, could you justify... Could you justify that?
1: That's a different uh, that that that's a different subject altogether. Um, uh, you know, you could say about any prisoner, uh, even one that's correct, um, uh, committed a smaller, crime, a lesser crime than that. You know, somebody that's in jail for assault, lots of burglaries. They've got a two-year sentence. You know, should we be spending the level of money on them that we're spending now by giving them a cell with a TV in X, Y, and Z, or should? We lock them up for 23 and a half hours a day and it costs very little. Um, uh, uh, You know, that's that's a different one. My personal opinion is that, um, uh, again, like I've said before, um, uh, my opinion is that it should be a punishment rather than a crime. So I wouldn't be spending hardly any money on prisoners. I wouldn't be making prison comfortable. I wouldn't be making it the type of place where we're looking um, uh, to spend money on these people that people don't have on the outside world. Mm. so um uh uh, yeah although it was me that turned around to you and said don't think we should use cost as a reason for bringing it back or having it um uh, my opinion is is that crime should be um uh, punished and the punishment should be harsh and my opinion is that the harsher you make the punishment the less likely you are to um uh, have re-offenders now um with had years, sorry, decades and decades and decades of the liberal attitude that crime, sh- criminals should be rehabilitated. We've spent billions and billions of pounds on various different schemes, and I'm not too sure that any of them, has, any of them have ever worked. We've never found this um, uh, golden egg. Of rehabilitation that seems to rehabilitate offenders to not commit the same crimes again, and we've tried thousands and thousands of different schemes, and they've been replicated across the world in different countries. And they've tried even more schemes. Nobody in the world has found a scheme that rehabilitates offenders to the extent that it's that successful that everybody's doing it. So, um, to me, that's a uh, unfortunately that's something that's failed. You know, the rehabilitation of offenders across the world has failed. Um, nobody's come up with a way of doing it mm. and um at some at some point you just have to have the realization that there are bad eggs out there that there are bad people out there um uh, and that any no amount of money being spent on them is going to change that um so but that's
0: exactly yeah, in one way I. That's... yeah
1: in one way i don't think it should be about money but in another way it's it's not about money it's more about conditions i think conditions in jail um People will tell me they're too, people will tell me I'm being too harsh, but they're they're too easy. You know, they are too easy. Um, And I know criminals that um, are quite happy to go inside. Um, uh, You know, they have an easy life inside. They can get hold of what they want inside. They can get as much drugs as they want inside. They can get as much money as they want inside. They can have as much power as they want inside. So is that a punishment? Not really.
0: Not really. No, I mean, I do disagree with you to a degree when it comes to rehabilitation. So I'm back to my old self about that. Um, I do believe that, you know, rehabilitation is very important. I personally know someone who was went down the wrong path. He ended up going to prison. Uh, he was severely dyslexic at school. It was never picked up. And whilst he was in prison, he managed to get his education um, and uh, become, uh, I think, uh, uh, a landscaper. And he's turned his life around when he came back. So that is a success story. Uh, Unfortunately, it was a failure before before it came to that. He should never have ended up in, in prison. He wasn't really a bad egg. He just made bad choices through rehabilitation and someone just concentrating on him. He has now changed his life. So there are some stories out there like that. So I do strongly believe, and I think I have a blind faith in people, that some crimes and some people can it can be changed it can be turned around but what we're talking about when it comes to the death penalty is and and actually i think the average cost of someone who's just in standard prison is between 25 and thirty-five thousand pounds a year but we're talking about high security prison extremely dangerous people people that commit crimes like acts of terror murder rape pedophiles those kind of people i personally don't believe that there's any evidence to suggest that pedophiles can be rehabilitated So I don't agree with the attempt to rehabilitate and then put other children's lives in danger um, by sending them out into the real world. I don't believe that. And so if they're going to stay in prison forever, why keep them here? So so there's certain crimes I believe you can rehabilitate on. There's a lot of things that happen because of circumstances. But when someone's got something in them, that they're going to take a life, multiple lives. They're going to act with terrorism. Because I don't think that the rehabilitation when it comes to, to, to terrorism, there's no evidence that that's working either. And paedophilia, that kind of thing, you cannot rehabilitate a people. So why keep them? In? So that's where I'm coming from when it comes to the death penalty. There's other crimes I think you can rehabilitate, these
1: I, kind of re, things. Re, re, rehabilitation, you know, I, I, it's, not, it's not me saying that rehabilitation shouldn't be there. Um, uh, I've got everything where if somebody's given that opportunity the first time they commit a crime, as long as it's a crime. You, you know one of the one of the lesser crimes as it were um uh, but i don't see that we should be keep spending money on people again and again and again um uh, uh, you know it's so i think you've mentioned paedophilia, so crimes against children and um uh, terror related acts as things that you'd be happy to have or, or things that you'd be not happy is the wrong word things that you'd have the death penalty for is there anything yeah. else
0: um well, I'd say multiple murders. Um, and uh,
1: multiple, multiple. Well,
0: now, I do think multiple. Any
1: murder or multiple murder? I think it. Has is murdering be, two people worse than murdering one?
0: No, as in as in multiple occasions. So serial killing.
1: Yeah, is that worse than murdering one? You wouldn't have it just for single murder. Uh,
0: probably not. Fr- from what I've read about causes of of um of murder and that's and that's because uh there's 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 different causes so you know no. the, so I think the co- the psychology possibly could be too complicated when it comes to a single murder. And but it would depend you, on circumstances.
1: That, do you do you think that you're highlighting some of the reasons there why countries don't have the death. Penalty? Yeah. Um so so for example, um uh you said oh murder well then not all murders and if you've done this type of murder, or if you've done that, or if you've done that. Um, uh, so maybe that's one of the reasons why countries don't have it. Take, yeah. them, take murder as a fine example. I think the things you were talking about, um, uh, you know, if somebody's done a crime of passion or somebody's done something in the heat at the moment, then you might consider it not worthy of the death penalty. Um, uh, but then that means that somebody has to make that decision as to which murders are... And, and they're big decisions to take. Um, uh, you know, What you have to remember, and this is me sticking up for not having the death penalty, is that one of the one of the hardest things, I believe, about having a death penalty is having to put that responsibility on some people's shoulders. So either there's going to be a judge that chooses if somebody's guilty or not and sentenced them to death, or there's going to be a jury that sentenced somebody to death, or there's going to be a group of civil service officials somewhere that decides which crimes are punishable by death. Um, and that's no different to the to, to, to the way armies operate firing squads, where um uh, you know um uh, the reason it's a squad of people is because so not one person knows who's shot that person, you know quite often not all of, not not sometimes even all the uh, guns won't have live ammunition in them, um uh, but you've got twenty people there all pointing the gun and not one of them knows who's killed that person, and uh, I think there's a lot to put on somebody. So although I'm in agreement of having it. I think you can see the difficulties around why you don't have it, because who then decides which crimes befit the death penalty? Who then decides which level? You know, there's a CPS in this country. Imagine being the, 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 the head of the department in the department of the CPS, which decides who's going to get charged with, um a, a, who's going to get sentenced to death, Um, uh, you know, which criminals are going to um, have to um, face that. It's, that's the difficult situation. See, I'm more... I'm coming at it from a completely different angle on the anti part. I'm not so bothered about the criminal that's committed the uh, offence. It's the people that will actually have to undertake that. You know, think of, um, regardless of which format people choose for the death penalty, whether that be stoning like they do in an Islamic country, hanging, electrocution. Sorry?
0: We would bring back stoning. (laughs)
1: so i know you but but, but this is where you, you need to put it in perspective so more pe- more people are killed through stoning each year than any than any other way of the death penalty because it's mainly an islamic um, a practice um uh and that because it's a punishment but what i'm get what what i'm getting at is that somebody has to do that whether it's one person injecting somebody whether that's um a group of people in a firing squad or a group of people throwing stones or whatever, somebody has to administer that that penalty, mm. and that's quite a uh, that's quite a responsibility to put on somebody's head. And to me, that's probably an overriding reason why I would look at whether it's whether you'd bring it back or not, because I'm not too sure I'd want to give somebody that responsibility.
0: Yeah, we're happy to put a gun in the hands of an eight, a nineteen year old lad and send them to Afghanistan.
1: You know, it, it the nothing. whole it's, it's, Sam. Sam, that's, that's completely job.
0: different. You know, that, but it's, it's 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 not like
1: the, the, I, They have it, this being, being a, Sam being being a soldier is nothing like being a public executioner. Um, uh, and if you think that, then well, I'm, I'm not too sure how that even comes into it. How is that even even the same?
0: Because you, I mean. Th- this is i just find it very interesting that people sort of like the, the what you said ha- has come up when i've had this discussion with other people about the the you know the mechanics of the execution itself and it would have to fall on someone's shoulders as such um i think in some states in america there's more than one person that presses the button to to do the injection um but um but it, this whole conversation doesn't ever seem to come up when we talk about soldiers when you do send them off to war, they are going to fire a, a gun and they are probably going to take a life. Um, I don't know. It just because is-
1: because shooting because it's not an execution now, and and that and that's why there are still war crimes for soldiers that execute prisoners um, uh, or, or, or or people in that format. There, you know, I've not served. Um, uh, I've certainly not shot anybody. Or even shot in the direction of anybody, or even been in a situation where I have done that. So again, um, uh, maybe a subject that
0: hmm. I
1: shouldn't talk about. It's, it's just
0: passion side but, of is you know that is lacking when it comes to the armed forces.
1: Well, 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 well no, because it, it isn't. Sam, it isn't the same. It is not the same um, because very, very rarely, very rarely in, in, in battle do you actually get close quarter combat. I know we've all read about it. I know you read things, um, sensational headlines about where the SAS have done hand to hand fighting with some Iraqi people in Basra or whatever. But the majority of uh, death in um, uh, armed conflicts is not at close quarters, um, uh, which is totally different from seeing somebody looking in their eyes and injecting them with, um, uh, uh, with pus. But I can see the point i can see the analogy i can understand it um uh, but then some people are against sending people out to war as well yeah. and obviously they're going to be the same people that are against the death penalty yeah um but it, it's it, it's not the same i mean you you could turn around you could then turn around and say well somebody who works in an abattoir that's the same because they're killing an animal
0: well, yeah, or a vet yeah, that has brilliant. to put animals down or something. You know, there you go. And then, there are there. Are so that's a
1: whole different. That's su- that's a, that's a that, that that's a whole different subject. But certainly, I I do wonder whether that's one of the reasons why perhaps it's never on the agenda because perhaps it's wrong for a society to ask somebody to actually do that.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But um, but yeah, I mean, what now that it's gone, I can't imagine it ever coming back. And uh, like I've said, the only the only thing I I can think of is by bringing it back, you'd bring it to a a referendum. And I genuinely think that if it was a referendum, the public would vote to bring it back.
1: I think the only time it would a country would bring it back. And I'd like to probably research this to see if any country has ever brought it back. Um, uh, I could see two reasons for a country bringing it back. One, some kind of religious change in the country. So uh, a a non-Islamic country becomes an Islamic country for whatever reason. Um, uh, Or there's a mass atrocity in some country. So like a terror act Mm -hmm. that literally kills hundreds of thousands or millions. Um, uh, You know, something that's massive, you know, bigger than anything we've experienced thankfully, to to, to this date now, um, uh, you know, uh, were were there somebody that committed some atrocity in the country, then I think there might be a a, a clamouring for, um, uh, to bring it back. Um, uh, But yeah, you're correct. I don't see many countries bringing it back. But that's only because I don't see there's many politicians, you know, I'm an elected councillor you're not elected it's still probably not the most sensible thing in the world for me to be on the internet talking about the death penalty because it's considered by some people to be a subject that you don't talk about so the the likelihood that any MP who obviously has far more followers than me and far more coverage than me but they're still elected ever talks about this subject out loud which is never going to happen
0: yeah I mean, we could be—I <laughs> could be committing political suicide right now <laughs> before I've even started my journey um, by by discussing it.
1: Well, uh, yeah, and uh, and that is it. It's one of those subjects where it's difficult for even have an opinion on or or, or or a vocal opinion on because uh, people people treat you worse than the criminal you want to put to death for even having the opinion. Um. Uh, uh, so yeah. Um. Uh, you know, I've. We've both had people, when we've told them what we're talking about today, warn us not to talk about the death penalty.
0: Correct. So...
1: So there you go. So let's, yeah, so better let's better stop talking your... about the death <laughs> penalty and, and, and talk about something that's even more delicate, apparently.
0: So, Ian, let's move on to gender, the discussion agenda. Now, we don't have mm-hmm. the same opinion when it comes to this, do we? <laughs>
1: Well, we probably don't have the same opinion when it comes to this, Sam. Um, uh, mainly, be, ma- ma- mainly because you hold an incorrect opinion or an incorrect <laughs> um, um, How many ge- how many genders are there, Sam? Um, I
0: ha- I am not going to specify how many genders I believe there are, but I do believe there are more than two.
1: Hmm. And, and that's the you know, we, we we could we could end the subject there, and that that is something that we'll never ever agree on, isn't it? Because I'm I'm never gonna. Um, move from the camp of thinking that there's only two um, and you're never going to move from the camp of thinking that there's more than two. Um, it's quite a strange one because you see arguments around gender type things, especially over the last few years, see them on social media quite a lot. Most people's views about gender are quite entrenched and I don't know of anybody that's had their view changed on gender really. It's quite entrenched. Um, uh, it seems to me to be quite a... Uh, heavily influenced by people's opinion on gender seems to be quite heavily influenced on their age um uh uh, obviously we're a reason we've always been a progressive society society has always been progressive um so that you know the younger generation of today will always consider themselves to be more progressive and more modern than older generations and that'll be the same when for the next younger generation that comes up and thinks that you guys are old fogies as it were um uh Yeah. I doubt you get many people who collect their state pension who believe, who probably share your views. And there's probably not many people that are your age and younger that share my views. I think that's probably reasonably close to the mark.
0: Well, this is why I wanted to discuss it because I find it quite interesting. So I did, I wrote a blog that I think you only read half of, didn't you, (laughs) about this idea around gender. And
1: I did read half of it. It wound me up far too much after reading that half, so I couldn't read the second
0: half. So the, I, the what frustrates me the most about the gender argument is that people think that this is a new thing. They think it's a woke thing. They think it's young people trying to change society and everything else. When throughout history and across the world, there have been areas where it's been believed that there's more than two genders. So even in uh, ancient Egypt, there were three genders, um, which is doctor. Can I just
1: say, yeah? Can I just say, most people around in those times will also thought the world was flat.
0: But what I'm saying is, that culturally, it has been accepted through history and around the world that there have been more than two genders. In uh, uh, Native Americans, have a term that's called two spirit, and that's to cover all the the subsidiaries of the third gender in in there's um, someone who's of two spirit always held uh, a highly respected role um and it was only when us christians came into play that we kind of demonized the third spirit and um, the, the 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 two spirits of the third gender so they're very they're very spiritual people anyway. Live and let live as such, and they wanted to be inclusive of people that
1: can. I can I just can, the, I, can I just come in there? Do yeah. do, do, you, do do you think that now? And I know nothing on this subject at all about the Native Indians, but just listening to what you've said there, my my first thought when, when you're talking is, you've taken a very 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 modern agenda agenda on gender um uh and attached that to a very ancient um uh, culture um uh and used today's terminology and put it on an old culture to fit um i know there are very uh, what, I, what i meant by that is undoubtedly they were you know most people were going back then far more spiritual than they were now just because of the, the lack of some people were spirit more spiritual uh, I'm not too sure that, but we're putting our own 21st century take on gender onto their spiritualisation.
0: Well, we no, no, because in 1990s when they came up with the term two spirit, and that's because of the rest of sort of society as such trying to change what their their beliefs are to fit in with them. You know, the the idea around gender. There's a difference between sex and gender, and gender is a social construct. And it has been. And so it depends on where you are in society and and where you are in the world as well with what what you would associate yourself as being, because it's about where you see yourself fitting into society. So traditionally, again,
1: again, just do you think that or do you or do you just think that some liberal person has just completely made up what you've just said? Um, Is that what gender is or is that what gender is now compared to what gender used to be 20 years ago? Is, Is gender a social construct? Yeah. Is it that, or is it just what, or, or is it what somebody wants to call it because they want to have this uh, agenda um, uh, of saying that there's multi gender? Is it is is that really what it is? Well,
0: if it's been documented and, through history in different cultures as there being more than two genders, whereas we we well, I believe there's three genders anyway. But um, but say generally, people believe that there's male and female, and that's because of your chromosomes. And um, it has been documented through history and time that there are three. There generally are three or more genders. That is a different. That's a you know that's very different to your biology and your sex. And even the World, World Health Organization acknowledges that gender is a social construct and sex is your.
1: Yeah, your look, I, I I'm not I'm not interested in opinions of bodies like the World Health Organization that are literally just a left-wing socialist construct, so of course they're going to, of course they're going to have this, uh, have this thought, half thousand people died in China of the coronavirus. Um, uh, that doesn't make them, that doesn't make them a credible uh, thing. Is there two, is that, I, I, I'm still struggling to understand that there's more than two genders. Well,
0: okay, and I'm struggling
1: so, to understand that even after reading your blog. Well,
0: that's because you only read half of it, but you know if, if you've got male and female, and then at the very least it's socially accepted to transition to the other, so you would have your I believe that you're uh, that trans people, transsexual people are generally accepted now. There, there are always going to be people that won't accept it and then try and shame and everything else, but once you've had that operation. And this is this is where it's a it's uneasy ground when it comes to identification. Identification I have a completely different opinion Once you've fully transitioned and you've had the operation and everything else and you are a trans man or woman, then you've got your four you've got four genders there anyway. But also let's not forget that we've got people that are born as um what well, I used to refer to them as uh, hermaphrodites, but I think it's intersex now you need to call them they will be forced in operation to then identify as the gender that is chosen for them. So biologically, they wouldn't be male or female because they're born with both. both. They have to then transition and have some form of operation to become whatever they become. So You can't have just two genders anyway, purely because of...
1: of Well, you can. You can, can, because although you're not allowed to say this word, we all know... that's an abnormality. That's an abnormality. That's a birth defect, Um, uh, in the same way as there are other birth defects, horribly so. And luckily, we've eliminated most of them, Um, uh, most of the worst birth defects. Um, uh, But it's like you know, Siamese twins exist. Um, uh, That doesn't mean there's a whole new. There should be a whole new category of person that that, that accounts for people with two heads, Um, uh, just because occasionally a siamese twin is born so yeah i mean look we're 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 never we're we're never going to agree on the subject Mm. but a lot of what you a lot of what you just said is an agenda that's been around maybe for only 15 to 20 years so a lot of this accept a lot of this old transitioning people transitioning wasn't a, a i should imagine that transitioning wasn't really a word well it was a word but wasn't used in this context before i don't know i'm However many years ago, 15, you know, you know, if you were born thinking you were in the wrong body 20, 30 years ago, there weren't really many options open to you, whereas there, whereas there are now. Um, uh, but interestingly enough, there's been a lot of movement on that over the past week or so, has there not? Um, uh, rightly so. Um, uh, just because something is made medically possible doesn't mean that we should create a whole new classification uh, gender for classification because we've made it po- science has made it possible science has made it possible to transition from a man to a woman or a woman to a man science has made that possible so we've created that ourselves um uh, the human race has created the ability to change a man into a woman and from a woman into a man we've got to agree on that it's not something that's naturally occurred we haven't naturally found the ability to tran- to transition between set between sexes or genders whatever word is the right word to use so we've created that ability mm-hmm. um now again we could probably create you know we're not very far away in the world of the weird and wonderful world of genetic science we're probably not very far away from creating all kinds of frankenstein type things that are awful you know we could probably create we could probably create a baby that's born you know there was a lot of talk a few years ago about designer babies wasn't yeah. there um uh, when uh, when we did that first cloned sheep Dolly the sheep and there was this mass th- thing where oh soon or enough in a few years time you're going to be able to pick the the hair colour of your baby, the eye um, uh, colour, the shape of their face and all kinds. And a lot of people think that we have the ability to do that now, but we're just suppressed by um, uh, by ethics. Um, Now, just because we've got the ability to do. So that probably means we've got the ability to. We've probably got the ability and this is going to sound crazy in the same way as you dip a a food colour into a cake mixture and it comes out. Whatever colour of the food colouring, we've probably got the ability to do that with humans as well. Mm-hmm. We've probably got the ability to make a human that's I'll choose a colour now that's not in the human spectrum, green. Okay, we've probably got the ability, scientific ability now, to make a green person. That doesn't mean that we that, that, that just because we've got the ability to do it, there's a new race of green people, and that and that is what I'm getting at. Science has given us the ability to turn a man to a woman and a woman to a man. That doesn't make it mean, just because science has given us that ability, that that creates a new gender or a new sex or a new whatever is the right term. In the same way, as if we've got the ability to create a green person, it doesn't make a new race of people the green people. That's my, that's my scientific argument. And just because science has given us the ability to do so, it doesn't mean that it's... Natural because it isn't natural, is it? It's a socially constr- it's a constructed um, uh, uh gender or constructed sex. So you, you know, if you're a man that's transitioned to a woman, that's a construct. That's not something that's happens. So it's not a real gender. It's an artificial gender, is it not?
0: Well, it depends on. See, this is why I think people are mixing up sex and gender. It would be if you were to say a bisex your Now a female, then that would be wrong because sex is science and your biology. Whereas it would be a gender because that's your, that's the social construct. So if you transition to a trans woman, then that is your, that is the gender is the trans woman. It's the only, the only confusion. It's not a
1: gender because we've 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 made it up. That's like saying we could create another one. Um, uh, you know, we're not probably very far away from creating a hybrid back in the 70s and I know this is a strange way to bring it on to it but back in the 70s there was a mass um uh thing with zoos okay to create hybrid animals Mm -hmm. I remember going to um uh Bannon Park I think and seeing a z-donk which is a which was a mixture between a zebra and a donkey and there was um uh, (laughs) and we had the ability to do that and and I know and I don't I'm not talking this subject to make it church or anything like that and I'm not you know, so I don't want people to get the impression, but we had the ability then with science to create clones of animals, almost like a mixture of the two. So we're probably not a million miles away in science to create some kind of human hybrid, something where that's where it's joined with another animal, for example. But
0: do you, do you um, not uh, think we do now, that
1: through cosmetic surgery anyway? Well, no, we don't. do we? We're not joining. We're not joining genetics from different animals. Um, uh. uh so, so, so what I'm saying to you is we've probably got the ability to create a human hybrid, or if we haven't got it now, we're going to have the ability in the future. But what but I does just, that mean that... that
0: I don't ability, understand the... Once we get that... I don't okay, know.
1: So, so because 30 years ago, we didn't have the ability to transition from a man to a woman. It wasn't scientifically possible. We didn't have the knowledge to be able to do it. No, this, so is, this is so, new um, knowledge.
0: Yeah, in terms of like the physical your actual body no we didn't we cannot pretend that there wasn't people that were living their lives as the opposite said yeah. and, and,
1: and, and, and and that is my thought and and that and that is my and that is the core, comes to the core of my argument is that just because somebody thinks something it doesn't make it so um uh, i suppose it goes back to the old um uh the old Philosophy, I think, therefore I am, um, uh, it doesn't make it so just because somebody thinks it. If I wake up in the morning thinking that, or or if I've always thought I'm trapped in the wrong body, so I probably demeans if I say I wake up in the morning, if I've always thought I've been trapped in the wrong body and I think that I should have been born a female, that doesn't make it so. In the same way that if I think I should have been born six foot four, it doesn't make it so because I think that I think that and to a lot of people out there it seems to me it seems to them and me and I fall in this category of people that you're getting this situation now where people are saying I'm sure I'm trapped in the wrong body and that's very difficult to talk about unless you've been in that situation so I don't want to feel I'm talking I'm ill of it or anything like that so oh I think I'm trapped in the wrong body I should have been born a female that doesn't make it so it doesn't make it so that's no different from me thinking oh, I, I should have been born a foot taller I should have been born with straight hair um, that doesn't make it so now we have the scientific ability to give me straight hair we actually have the scientific ability to make me a foot taller as well mm. Um, uh, uh, wouldn't be very nice it would be bloody horrible but we have that ability okay and but it doesn't make it so and that's what i suppose what i'm getting at um uh,
0: but my yes, we've got the... my my difficulty with this is i'm hearing what you're saying and what is screaming in my head is why if we have the ability if we have people that are feeling some kind of way about who they are as a person they don't feel like they are fitting into society because they are in the wrong body and we have the science behind it why deprive someone of that i didn't say
1: you should i didn't so, didn't that, say you that's, should
0: that's why i don't um, understand
1: um, the push uh, no, 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 there's, there's a difference between letting somebody do that or given some of the ability to do it and then saying they're a different gender um uh uh, and then creating a new agenda. For it. They're, they're two totally different things. Not once have I said that people shouldn't be allowed to do that. Um, uh, not once have I said that should be banned. Um, uh, I said just because you've got this scientific ability to do something, that doesn't mean that that creates a new gender. Um, uh, uh, that's, that's my... That's so what what you would
0: know.
1: you refer to that? to 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 be, to to be brutally honest to be brutally honest like i say i'm i'm a conservative I, I i'm a libertarian so i believe that if you're an adult you should be able to make your own choices and if that we have the scientific ability to do that same as if we had a scientific ability to grow another head i'd let people do that if they wanted to because that's somebody's personal choice so i don't mind you know people can choose that if they want but just because we've got the ability to do it like i said it doesn't make it it um, uh, doesn't mean that it creates a new a new gender. It um, doesn't mean that there's a, it should be a new classification of person, um, uh, which is basically what we're saying. We're changing rules that have been around – social rules, as it were – that have been around for centuries because people think that it should be changed. So, no, there's a difference. And I think this is sometimes where the problem comes with the argument, because I think if you have one side of an argument like me do, people will then portray you as being anti-everything. I couldn't care less. Um, and this is what's saying about a lot of a lot of things like that personal choice i'm very glad they've come out recently and said that we're going to limit or stop i haven't got into it in too much detail um yeah a lot of the gender reassignment for um uh, younger people because obviously it's scientifically proven that a lot in a few years time when they grow up they get they get a little bit older that a lot of them feel they've made the wrong decision so i think that's right but once somebody's an adult they're free to make whatever choice they want and if that choice is something i don't agree with that's up to them i don't you know that's their choice and that will always be my view so i'm not against people who transition at all what i am against is them then taking over um uh in certain ways because we're so pc you know talk about sport you know we've all seen it um uh sharon davis and we were both on twitter so we've seen sharon davis on twitter bemoaning the fact that um uh men that have transitioned to women are taking part in female sport um uh and are winning everything you know um uh, and there are people that are transitioning just because they, they want to win just to take part in female sport okay but, well this um, is
0: uh, the problem then with not tra- not adding an ed- extra gender then this this highlights. I was going to say this. This highlights the problem. So if you've got a man who's turned into a woman and is therefore then a woman, it doesn't work. So you would have to because they're have not because
1: they're not because Sam they're not then a woman and that, and and that and that is where our, we will never differ. They might look in the in the perhaps the fifties and sixties. You used to perhaps get a lot more what we called what was called then cross dressing. Okay, um, uh, because maybe because people liked to cross-dress or maybe because people thought psychologically they were in the wrong body. Um, uh, you know, We've gone steps further than that now because cosmetically we can change people and we can also um, uh, uh, change the physiology by using s- certain steroids that yeah. men produce more than women produce more and whatever. Um, uh, but it doesn't change the inherent fact that There is a mass difference between the male of our species and the female of our species. And however good our transitioning is, it doesn't turn you from A into B. You will still always be A if you were A, in my view, because your physiology is that. Now, what the makeup is inside here, that's individual to the person. There's probably a million genders in there. um, And I've got no problem with that. But we can't get to a stage of society. Where somebody can just decide or wake up one day and say, "I want to be X," so I'm going to be X because of the problems it causes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 you bring up sort of like physiologically. You know, I'm my body is very different to. Um, other female bodies i'm not as strong as other females but uh, you know there's other positives so even if you're the same sex you have different physiological characters about you different estrogen levels things like that you know i uh, c- can carry children other other females can't you know same with males whether they can reproduce or not so we've you cannot say that at one Two men standing side by side physiologically have the same makeup anyway. So
1: well, no, physiologically you, know, you could say they're different, but yes, they do but, but they do have the same makeup. I mean, I am I'm, I'm I'm a perfect example of that. For a guy, I'm very small, I'm five foot six, whatever, I'm very sli- I'm very slightly built, um uh uh you know, um I don't have some characteristics that a lot of other guys have that doesn't make me not a guy um uh that doesn't mean oh that means we've got to create an an, it and
0: that's that's my point is it doesn't make you not a guy but if you've got so it doesn't
1: yeah yes yes so it doesn't mean i've got to have a new label attached to me um with a third gender because i'm a little bit different um uh and that's what i'm saying there are you know just because we like
0: it anyway down to you you've missed the point completely what i'm saying is you know, you could have a female that is a lot stronger than than you, and if she was to transition into a uh, trans man, you, you can't you can't say that because she's a female, her or was a female, her physiological makeup wouldn't make her a male because you know the physiological but, but, side but, anyway. But Sammy,
1: anyway, you you, you, you don't you, you, no, nobody ever bases nobody ever bases anything on on the. Uh, on the tiny percentage of things that happen. Um, yes, of course, there are some women are stronger than some men. Um, uh, um, of course, of, of course, there are. But physiologically, the differences are are, are great. Um, uh, and that's why, you know, just talking about sport, and that's why in, I'm trying to say every, but I'm sure that somebody might correct me, but in every sport that, that I can think of and that I can know of, um, the female of our our species cannot match the male of our species. Now, that's not because their skill level is any less. Um, uh, And this has been proven in in things like tennis, but it's not because their skill levels are any less. Serena Williams is probably a far more skillful tennis player than um, uh, the majority of male professional tennis players. But chances are the person that's Ranked 250 or 300 in the world would almost definitely beat her in a tennis match, even though she's head and shoulders above any other female. Because physiologically, and they've had, they've done it, they've played it. They did it in the 60s, they did it in the 70s, they did it in the 80s. They keep doing it over and over again. Um, that's why there was so much of a uh, shock um, uh, and it caused so much good ripples when that Faye Sherrick won um, uh, the, 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 the darts of a female darts player. So she beat a male at the um uh, recent um uh, televised championships. It was probably about six months ago. She was the first woman to beat a man in a televised um uh, championship game. I in mean, the crowd, were absolutely mental. It was a brilliant thing that happened for the sport. Um and uh yeah, but it was the first time in history that it that, that it that it had happened. I mean um, it was brilliant. And and it was brilliant. Um, to be fair, dance is a sport that probably should never have happened because it's not really very physiological, it's just pointing and aiming so we should be we we should be the same you know Um, but undoubtedly you know I think of the there's a brilliant picture that Sharon Davis shared on Twitter and it's a cycling guy and there was a guy that was a cyclist and he was actually an international cyclist I can't see Belgian, I think and he wasn't Top of his tree at all, and he transitioned to a woman, and all of a sudden, he's winning all world championships and whatever. And they had him standing on, um, they had him standing on the podium. And obviously, when you win the gold, you stand on a higher podium anyway. But here he is, six foot six, 15 stone, and um, uh, obviously. <laughs> His head and shoulders. He's nearly twice the size and the muscle power and ability of the people he's um, uh, competing against. And it's just completely ridiculous. And I know sport isn't everything in life, but it's good. It's a way of showing that post-transition, those differences are still massively there. And And
0: that's why you you need a separate classification. So if you were no. to have sports, you have trans female, trans male, male, female. It doesn't necessarily mean that a trans male has to compete in a in a male a, a a male sport or cis male, whatever you want to call us. Um, it you know you would have the different specifications. So just I cannot see why, and I understand where you're coming from on sports. That's why I'm I do I am in agreement that to some degree with Sharon Davis on it. Um, I think she unfortunately comes across as very anti-trans sometimes because she's so angry about her message not being um received and heard but i do not understand if someone wants to change their body to fit into the world they want to change their makeup i do not understand why it is a problem to anyone else for them to be able to be referred in society as trans male
1: because i think you're, i'm not right in thinking that's not actually what they want <laughs> um uh, 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 And and isn't that part of the argument? Isn't that the biggest part of the argument with the whole trans community? Um, uh, People that transition don't want to be a trans, Uh, if they're a woman, they don't want to be a trans male, they want to be a male. Um, uh, If they're a male and they want to be a woman, they don't want to be a trans woman, they want to be a woman. Um, They don't want there to be a new classification. And this just, it's not, and this is part of my issue is it really up to us to classify something that's actually there in nature are we there to classify that are we there do we think we're at a stage where we should be reclassifying things that have is that what we're allowed to do now oh we can do this scientifically so we can reclassify this um i don't see it um, but we do that
0: anyway we do it with we we do it with you know diagnoses of people's uh, learning difficulties, we have a classification now, and it's ever-changing as well, off-subject slightly, when it comes it's,
1: to... But it's, it's nothing... Of course there's different classifications, it's got nothing to do with gender. G- no, no, gender I mean, isn't so-
0: you're saying about classifications and can we do that as a society and can we classify people as this, this, this? We do that generally, we do that outside of the, the gender argument anyway, so why can't we do
1: it? Yeah, but this is just it. We, you know, we don't. It, do you do, do not think that this is all part of a woke agenda? We don't. Um, uh, part of all this classification, everybody has to have a classification. Everybody has to have a label. Everybody has to have something. Um, you know, oh, you can't do this as well as somebody else, so you must be this. Um, you can't do that as well as somebody else, so we're going to say that you're this, um, so that you don't feel bad about not being as good as this person at that. Um, uh, and that's what we've become. And uh, But that's something different. I see that's something different that's something completely different um uh you know being able to identify uh problems and issues and medical conditions i believe you know that's part of a progressive society you know we can identify medical conditions now that we didn't even know existed before and which makes it easier for certain people um like dyslexia and things like that it's a med it's it's a condition. We can we can diagnose it now, um. Uh, but it doesn't mean that. Um. Uh, although it's a condition and we can diagnose it, um. That's not what this is. This isn't a condition, is it? Just. So, um. I'm not. Bothered, I'm not bothered about the look. Um. So yeah, this it, is. It, it's a subject that, like, and I think I said this right at the very beginning. I don't know of anybody that's ever changed their mind on this subject that went into a conversation with somebody thinking one thing and then come out of it thinking another it's something where it does seem to me where people have quite entrenched views on this mm. um, uh, subject and it's very difficult to change people's views on this subject which will then cause a problem throughout um uh, and any subject that has where people have entrenched views it's very difficult to get people to um uh, to get people to change but i do honestly my personal opinion my personal opinion on the whole transitioning as a whole, not just not just gender, is that we are beginning to create a problem for future generations and for decades to come. In the same way now, as in this country we've come out and said, hang on, there might be an issue with allowing people to transition when they're younger, when they're a child, mm. um, uh, because of problems it causes later on in life. I think we've made it so easy... Don't get me wrong and I don't want to make this when I say so easy, of course I know it's not easy for people and it's the massive thing would be the biggest thing they ever do in their life and it's awful. but what I mean is relatively we've made it relatively so easy to be able to do this now compared to what it was like before that and again, this doesn't demean anybody that's in this situation where they think they're in the wrong body is that it's all we've all because it's easier, we've almost let it become a fad we've let it become a fad now that probably really demeans those people that are probably and there are some that are in the wrong body that are think, to swap it for people because we're allowing people to take it over we're, we're you, you know the numbers of people that are doing it now are so great compared to and, and that's because it's, it's almost it seems to me to be a bit like a bandwagon it seems to be a bit of a fad mm-hmm. um uh And I think we should make it, and although this is probably harsher for people that are going through this, we should make it a much, much, much harder journey because those that actually, but then we should make it easier at the other end because then it means that you'll only get people going through it that should be going through it Mm. um, uh, and perhaps they'll get an easier life at the end of it. Um, uh, You know, It's a situation that unless you're in, it's impossible to say whether it exists or not. My personal opinion is it doesn't exist. It's a psychological thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think as much as I disagree with you to the other degree when it comes to your general opinion on it, these kind of sub, these kind of issues I do agree with you on. So I, I wrote in my blog that there are two normally two categories: category A, there's two genders, and everyone else is you know a, a woke left, um, and then there's the other one where there's an unlimited genders, and you're just a bigot. Blah blah blah. blah. I think I'm in a third category where I, I acknowledge that there is a need for it and I'm open to more than two genders and I understand the psych, psychology to a degree, um, but I am cautious. I don't think it should be unlimited. Um, and I am pleased actually with this possible change um, to transitioning when it comes to children. And that's because I listened to an uh, interview with a child on the Mark Murphy show. And they were going through the, the transition and they were saying that if you get an early stage, you stop the hormones. So when that child then becomes a teenager, the hormones have stopped and then everything in their body sort of stops working. And as much as my heart was breaking for the child, who presented a really believable case of they wanted to transition. My whole body went cold thinking, can you imagine that, go- that happening to a child like stopping their natural um, well and, and maybe feel very uncomfortable so I'm open minded but not when it comes to children
1: well yeah because um, and again this again, again was probably one of those things where I probably shouldn't say um, uh, I doubt you'll find very many children that have transitioned that don't have extremely liberal parents that, um, uh, that are very woke that are very um, uh, modern and millennial um, that haven't kind of <laughs> kind of pushed slash forced this onto their children themselves um uh, and this is the issue for me when it's anything like this to do with children it's almost like a different subject completely um uh, you know to me it's abuse um uh, we wouldn't let we don't let a child make decisions on any on other things um until they're a certain age yet <laughs> the, the, the possibly the biggest thing that they could ever do we let them have the choice as to whether they do it or not and where's the parental responsibility and um uh, it seems crazy to me and that that's whether you agree on this subject or not um uh, you know that doesn't personal opinion shouldn't even come into it uh, an adult should dictate what a child does not the other way around and
0: yeah and ever,
1: you've got- ever, ever, ever shall it be
0: and you're not legally, uh, I think you have to be 10 to be uh, old enough to take legal responsibility for a criminal act. So why can you possibly decide to change your entire physiological makeup um, under? Oh, yeah. I think, it's pockets? And that is where I am in agreement. Okay,
1: so I, I think we've we, we, we've skirted around that subject reasonably okay. It's only it, it's only it's only later on when you re, when, when you watch through this, Sam, that you're going to work out whether any of us have said something extremely bad or not. Um, uh, you know, but, but this is the but this is the problem, and, and I think this of both these issues that should highlight it because they're both issues where sh- people should be entitled to have whatever opinion they want. And if they want to voice that opinion out loud, they should be allowed to voice that opinion out loud. You know, I've got a completely different opinion from you on the gender issue, similar on death penalty, but it shouldn't mean just because my opinion on 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 the gender is not the the current way of thinking, it shouldn't mean that I should be. Uh, castigated for having that opinion and saying it out loud um, and that is the problem with society at the moment is that it almost seems as though if it's not on the agenda and you have a different view than what the uh, modern agenda is you're called gammon you're called whatever or whatever you're called uh, you're called names because you don't hold this um, agenda and that's part of the issue that actually turns people off it isn't it, i think yeah
0: and i think that's why that's one of the main reasons why we wanted to do Tory talks is well I certainly did is because normally it goes against my instinct when someone tells me not to talk about something or be a certain way and you get this quite a lot when you're at the beginning of your journey in politics is oh by the way might not want to say that because in 10 years time that's going to jump up and and bite you and I thought actually this is the problem is everyone sounds the same looks the same thinks the same because they're so scared about what the repercussions are going to be later on but the conversations that we have on Tory Talks um are the conversations that people have in their homes. And I think they want to hear people having these conversations as honest as possible without being offensive. Not everybody's as sad not, everybody,
1: not everybody's as sad as us. They don't spend their lives talking about gender reassignment no, and, uh, but
0: it, is and a, it is a subject. It, no, I'm, jo- it, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm but joking. you know, and so this is what one of the reasons why we wanted to do this because you know it might jump up and bite us on the on the butt, but we're gonna do it anyway because we are free. Well, aren't you too? And, but
1: I don't care because, do you know what? Part of me thinks if it c- comes up and bites me on the bum, let it bite me on the bum because then it creates a whole new um, uh, uh, debate and that debate will be, am I not allowed to have an opinion? I'm not forcing my opinion on other people. Um, uh, you know, uh, if I was if I was Prime Minister tomorrow... It ain't going to happen. I'm not going to bring back the death penalty because I know that it's probably not the thing to do at the moment. I might have the discussion you know i'm not I'm gonna ban gen- <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna ban gender re- re- reassignment um uh you know because you know and, and that's just it so but there will be people that um i'm thinking of my political opponents on the council that um uh if any of them watch this with this whatever it will them. be oh look they're, they're in fact in favor of the death penalty Conservative group leader in favour of the death penalty. Look at that awful thing. A bit like the scandal when our now MP, when he was campaigning to become the MP, obviously in the last election we had last year, um, uh, uh, the opposition found out that he supported fox hunting a few years ago. And do you know what? He likes fox he, he, Nothing against it. Um, but all of a sudden, even though that wasn't on the agenda and he had no intention of bringing it back and he even said, well, no, i um, this is not on the agenda what are you talking about it for they tried to make it a central point look at this nasty person he's in favor of fox hunting when it wasn't even on the debate and it'll be the same look at this nasty person he's in favor of the death penalty and and it's why while people will still do things like that is why we should do toy talks
0: agreed so
1: i'll see you next week <laughs> see you next week Tuesday Thanks.
0: bye, bye. <laughs>